Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a rockin' Monday. I can tell you what, there is not a cloud in the sky at the beach, and it has been a beautiful weekend. My son, my youngest adult son, and his family came into town. I had a great time with my grandboys. They are wonderful. They're they're just, oh, we had a blast. Went to church yesterday, was doing some work, and uh, decided I was 18 again, and jumped over a concrete wall that had a seven-foot drop and cracked apart my heel. Now, it's one thing when you break an ankle or break your foot, but when you break your heel, uh, from what the doctors are telling me, they got to go in there and, and do some kind of surgery. So I'm praying that when I go see the orthopedic surgeon later this week, today, tomorrow, I don't know, we're going to set the appointment up, that he'll tell me, no, we can put this in a cast, let you stay off of it, and you'll be fine, not a... Not a fan of surgery. It costs money that I want to go and spend at Christmas time. But whatever the case, um, there's just a certain thing you got to realize. <laughs> and sometimes you just can't do certain things. Uh, hurt like the blazes, I tell you. Uh, but it kind of it kind of goes right in line with today's chapter of having clarity, discipline, and consistency. And had I just decided to take a little walk like Franco Cavallari over at Ocean Avenue told me to do instead of taking a shortcut, we would not be in this position today. Got some throbbing pain to it, as you can imagine, but that's all right. Let's let's get into today's chapter. If you guys are just joining us, my name's Troy Dooley, and we're in Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. And, you know, when you analyze this, it's a true statement. It doesn't matter if it's Jesus Christ, Ronald Reagan, Barack Obama, Mitt Romney, Mother Teresa. I don't care who it is. It could be your upline in your network marketing company. It could be anything if you actually analyze it out. But I'm on the radio show. Yeah, tell me I'm on the radio show and tell me later. Anyway, folks, let's get into today's chapter. If you look at nature the way God created it, it it really hates a vacuum. It hates being where there's not consistency and stuff. There's got to be an order which promotes life. And when we look at it, here's what we see. We see in order to promote life, Mother Nature attempts to find balance whenever possible. Simon writes, when life is destroyed because of a forest fire, for example, nature will introduce a new life to replace it. The existence of a food chain in any ecosystem in which an animal exists as food for another is a way to maintain balance. Well, guess what? The golden circle grounded in natural principles of biology obeys the need of balance, too. That's your... That's your why, your how, your what. And see, this is so simple. Over at the at uh, beachsideceo.com, if you guys go over there, I put up the last radio shows, but I've also put up some videos of Simon talking about some of this where he uses some clarity and really digs in deep, and I think it's important. He says, see, when the why is absence, imbalance is produced and manipulations thrive. And when manipulations thrive, uncertainty increases for all buyers. Instability increases for sellers, and stress increases for all. We see this at Christmas time. Crying out loud, how many wild and crazy and nutty people will you see on Black Friday 
right after Thanksgiving who are going to be up at the wee hours of the morning trying to get the best deal. Retail thrives on manipulation, especially when you actually analyze that and you realize that the sales get better, not worse, the closer you get to Christmas. And they really get good first of the year. See, this is why no matter what we're doing in life, we should be starting with our why. But the why is just the beginning. This is where the work has to be done. It's because putting into words the why may be the hardest part about this thing. See, for the golden circle to work, each of the pieces must be balanced and in the right order. And see, I believe that so many companies have a golden circle, but it's so blasted tarnished because they've got everything backwards. And that's why today we're going to be looking at all this. We're going to look first at the clarity of why. See, everything starts with clarity. I mean, even in your life, why you got married, why you do what you do, why you work where you work, what you're supposed to be doing, everything. If you want to thrive, then it has to be on clarity. You have to know why you do what you do. I remember when I first got into woodworking, I didn't know diddly squat. I got the textbook. Started putting it together, started working on it, started making it happen. All of a sudden, I'd get the clarity of my why. When I got into turning wood, and that's a whole different training, I had to get better at what I did. I had to learn more about why I did each step of, of what I did, why I wanted this this piece to come out the way it was going to come out. When I got into network marketing, I had to know my why. Why did I want to get into network marketing? Well, you know what? I don't even know if my why was right back then. I was 18 years old, saw what A.L. Williams was doing, and I just thought, man, I, I want to be rich. I had no clue what rich meant. I just knew I wasn't going to get rich on a Marine Corps salary. So I wanted to be rich. After I got involved is when I realized, man, I want to give hope and opportunity back to middle America. I want to show them how they can use existing dollars and change the the retirement, change the history of their family. That's what I want to do. I started getting clarity of my why. My why is huger than that now. Is that a word, huger? See, my why now is I want to change everybody's life. The people that I come in contact with, I build my network marketing businesses so back-asswards it's pathetic. Because there's a lot of people, they're, they're, the, they're the opportunity guys. They're the ones that get in there and say, we're going to build the network. And they go looking for people that's got lots of, of investment capital or lots of, of, um, of startup money, depending on if you're in the corporate area or if you're in the field. And they say, man, you've got you to come in at X amount of dollars, and, and it's the only way we're going to take you. And they build that income. They build that, that money story fast. Me, what I do is I go in and I talk to people and I find out why, why do you want to be a part of the team? What is it that you see? What is it you want to do? And we kick this thing up in high gear. We make it happen. And it's because I start with their why. And if they don't know their why, then I dig deep to understand their why. And now we're going to be sharing the golden circle with people so people fully understand what it is we're doing, why we're doing it. I believe this is the greatest book that's been written for the average person to start to get their life in order. But see, once you have that, that clarity of why, you're going to be moving on. But it's not until you have that that you're going to be able to make it happen. 
See, if the leader of an organization can't clearly articulate why the organization in, it exists, and I'm talking about in terms beyond its products and services, then how do you expect your employees or your team to do it? That's the thing you got to look at. Ask yourself, why does your network marketing company exist? Why do you exist in the network marketing company? See, I think those are two good questions that will get you rolling, get you on the right track, get you moving forward. And, and here's the thing, and I'm learning this from, from Simon. When we don't have clarity, and that's, I mean, period, if we don't have the clarity, then we not only can we not tell people why we do what we do, but we won't grow the way we're supposed to grow. See, it's that why that you exist, why you're doing what you're doing. Take a politician. If a politician can't exist, why she seeks public office beyond the status quo of to serve the people, okay, then there's not going to be many voters. Because let's be honest, we've all become cynics. We, we don't believe anything politicians say. See, when you don't believe politicians, when you don't believe the company, manipulations start to motivate the outcome. Let's go back to President Obama. And this is not a, a dig on President Obama. I, this is to, to show clarity. Four years ago when President Obama was elected, I didn't vote for him. But the one thing that he was good at is his why. Change. We're going to create change. We're going to create change. We're going to create change. He didn't articulate maybe whether that was good change or bad change, change or, or depending on which side of the aisle you sat on, you could debate whether it was good change or bad change, but it was change. And people were looking for change. We were tired of wars. We were tired of the, the big government. We were tired of all that. Well, this time around, President Obama has not been able to use the word change because not much got changed when you look at the fact that we're big government, we're, we're in debt even further. And I won't even, I mean, as, as much as I may not like his ideology, I won't even blame him for all that. I mean, I, it, Washington's a two-way street. It's, it's Republican and Democrat. But what's happened now is both parties have had to use manipulation to motivate. And I believe when you try to use manipulation to motivate an election, the growth of a company, the growth of a team, it will not last. Period. You have to know your why. And if you want to inspire people and you want to inspire change, the only way to do that is to have clarity of your why. You've got to have discipline of the how. See, once you know your why, you do what you do, you know why you're doing it, you, you, have, you can articulate it, everything's rocking, then the question is how will you do it? See, how's according to Simon, are your values and your principles. They're what guide you. They're what brings your cause to life. Simon writes, how we do things manifest in the systems and the processes within the organization and the culture. Understanding how you do things, and more importantly, having the discipline to hold the organization and its employees accountable to those guiding principles 
enhance an organization's ability to work in its normal strengths. This is interesting. You know your why. Now the discipline of the how. Because how gives us a greater ability for understanding why we're hiring people, how to find the right partners, how to attract the right team members. I thought this was good. Listen to this. Ironically, the most important question with the most elusive answer is why you do what you do. It's actually quite simple. It's easy to understand. We're going to go into that in later chapters, but this is the one that bugs people the most. See, it's the discipline to never veer from your cause, to hold yourself accountable, to hold yourself accountable to how you do things that's the hardest part. See, if we look back at some of the companies that, that, that Simon's talked about, those that have gotten off track have lost the people. Apple's never gotten off track. They just kept their why at the forefront. But you want to know what most of us try to do? And I'm as guilty of this as anybody. We try to use nouns is what we do. See, we want to use, like, integrity, honesty, innovation, communication. But see, nouns aren't actionable. Verbs are actionable. See, with nouns, you you can't build systems or develop initiatives. It's nearly impossible to hold people accountable to nouns. Hey, I want a little bit more innovation out of you today. What the Sam Hill's innovation? I thought I was busting my butt already. Or maybe honesty. You know, I want a little bit more honesty out of you. What, you don't think I was honest yesterday? I mean, when you think about it, these can have a negative impact when we're trying to be positive. But for values or guiding principles to be effective, they have to be verbs. It's not integrity. It's the fact that we always do things right. It's not about innovation. It's saying we're looking for a problem from a different angle. See, if we can articulate our values of verbs, it starts to give us a clear idea. We have an idea of how to act in any situation. It also gives us motivation to be able to create new ways of acting, new ways of doing things. We've got to start learning to use verbs. It's kind of like goals. Goals are not verbs. Can't do it. But yet we always talk about goals. Now, that's a whole different training, but when you think about it, it's not the word goals. Did you write your goals down? It's knowing that you need to write your goals down in action phrases. With my military background, we don't ever have goals. We had objectives. We were going on missions. We had objectives, and we had action plans. Same principles. Don't get me wrong here. But you got to write it down as an action plan. you got to write it down in the verbs. Well, guess what? How needs to be written down in the verbs. See, how you do what you do, and, and having the discipline to stand on it is what's setting you apart. See, telling people to have integrity doesn't guarantee that their decisions will always keep customers or clients' best interest in mind. But telling them we always do the right things does. See, that's what we've got to be looking at. That's what we've got to be thinking about constantly. See, the golden circle offers an explanation for long-term success. But the inherent nature of doing things 
for the long term often include investments or short-term costs. See, if you're going to do things right and you're going to do them for the duration, then what you have to understand is that it will cost you in the short term. This last month I made a decision that I was going to go ahead and I was going to go back out into the field and I was going to build. But before I did that, I went to the network marketing community that I love and I serve. And I said, hey, here's what I'm thinking about doing, but if you as my community tell me you don't think that's the best thing for me to do, then I'll figure out something else. The response was overwhelming. We made the move. Now, in the short term, at the same time, I have some clients that said, mm, Troy, we don't think we want to continue on with your consulting because you're doing things with other companies and they have some competing products. And it's like, well, I don't see it that way, but okay. So we took a short-term hit. But we know what we're doing is, in, is right because it, it was a gut feeling for us both. Paige and I both said, man, they, we just know this is right. Now, right in the middle of that, what happens? I break my foot. I can't travel. Here I am. I was traveling a week to two weeks out of the month. We're building and now for the the last two months of the of the year, I've got to sit on my daggum butt and do nothing. I mean, I'm going to be on the telephone. I'm going to be rocking it out. Thank goodness for technology. But that's about the size of it. But you know what? It doesn't matter, and here's why. I know what my why is. I have the discipline of my how, and we're going to continue to build just like we have been. So what's next? You've got to have consistency of what? See, everything you say, everything that you do has to prove what you believe. See, your why is just the belief. What are the results of the actions? They're the results of everything that you do, your products, your services, your marketing, your PR, your culture, everything revolves around the how or the what, rather. So your why is what you believe, your how are the actions that you realize, that you take to realize a belief, and the what's are the results of those actions. And when you have the consistency of what, then people get it. See, with consistency, people will see and hear without a shadow of a doubt what you believe. Once they know what you believe, the rest is up to you. It will just go. See, the only way people know what you believe is by the things you say and do. But if the thing, have you ever heard this? Let me let me use this phrase. Maybe this will make it simple for you. It's they walk their talk. See, when you are walking your talk, then your golden circle is there. You have a consistency of what people understand your why. And that's when you start to inspire them. See, when you start to inspire people to act, the sky's the limit. See, the, the, the what is the authenticity level. You've heard me say, if you've followed our shows, any man, you've got, to be authentic, you've got to be authentic. But how do I be authentic? You walk, you walk. See, authenticity is a word that that we often use, but people don't get it. But when you're authentic, people can look at you. Apple is authentic. 
Starbucks is 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 authentic. Um, Apple, Starbucks. Let's look at some others that are that are uh, Southwest Airlines is authentic. You know, Zappo shoes is authentic. See, when you, you, you know they walk their walk. A.L. Williams was authentic. Primerica is authentic. It's what sets the world apart. People vote for an authentic candidate. Now think about that. Do you know where most authentic can, candidates exist? City government. Sometimes state government. Well, that's what happens. When we're looking for stuff, I was on the phone early this morning well, the gentleman said, Troy, I know that you're uh, you're building Ocean Avenue. A friend of yours contacted me, and I was talking to him. And I said, well, let me stop you right now. If you're talking to me, I want you to understand that you would still be signing up with my friend if you decided to come here. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I was listening to some of the stuff you said, and he goes, I can tell that you believe that you've made the right choice. I just wanted to talk to you about your choices. Why? We're going to do a three-way call with, with maybe who his sponsor would be tomorrow. But after gotten talking, he goes, I can tell that you really believe in your heart, the move that you made. And I said, I do. I really do. This is great. We didn't talk about products. We talked about me. See, authenticity means that your golden circle is in balance. It means that everything you say and everything that you do, you actually believe. I've had salesmen tell me, I don't have to believe in the product, man. Just tell me what the compensation plan is. Tell me how it works. Tell me how how how, how everything puts together, and I'll go create something. I don't believe that. Don't believe it at all. I couldn't go sell a Mercedes. Never driven one. Don't like them. I'm a Ford man. I could sell you a Ford all day long because I've got life experience. I believe in the car. I believe in their history. I believe in their story. I believe in their culture. That's saying a lot. Matter of fact, ask any great salesman, and they're going to tell you, from Chet Holmes to Tony Robbins to Art Williams, they I'll tell you it helps when you believe in the product that you're selling. Now you're not a hypocrite. See, Simon wrote it this way. What does belief have to do with a sales job? Simple. When salesmen actually believe in the things they're selling, then the words that come out of their mouth are authentic. When belief enters the equation, passion excludes or yeah, excludes from the salesman. It is this authenticity that produces the relationship upon which all the best sales organizations are based. Relationships also build trust. And with trust comes loyalty. Absence of a balanced gold circle means no authenticity, which means no strong leaderships, which means no trust. Respect is given. Trust is earned. I am more I, I am more interested in trust. That's why I went to the network marketing community and said, hey, I'm thinking about building. Do you guys think that's cool? See, that's the name of the game. See, after you have the clarity of the why, then the discipline, the accountability to, to, to your own values, your guiding principles, when these are all consistent, then clarity is there for everybody. You'll have it in the right order. Why comes first. 
If you don't know your why, you can't know how. If you don't know how, then you're not going to know what. Not trying to do riddles. This isn't Batman. But you got to know it. You got to dig deep into it. You got to go for it. And once you do, then you start to realize I don't need to manipulate people. You know, all sales training is is manipulation techniques. I mean, I learned a lot of that in, in my psychology in the Marine Corps. We have to manipulate the enemy. So when people say, Troy, you're going to be teaching us sales tactics, you're going to be teaching us the Ben Franklin co-o's, you know, the how, why, or uh, um, that's how I felt until I found out. No, I'm not. We teach the heart. And over the years, I've watched great organizations grow because the leaders could inspire people to follow them because they knew their cause, they knew their why, they knew what they were doing. They used inspiration, not manipulation. They would inspire, and they'd grow from a ragtag people. Matter of fact, I watched Andy Stanley do this, him and Reggie Joyner, up at North Point Church. In the 1990s, right, it's about 96, 95, 96 when they launched, was the uh, Olympics was taking place, everything was going on, and they were kicking butt, but they were meeting in hotels every other week, and, and they had to stop doing that because the Olympics, they were just packed. So what did they do? They decided it was time to build a church. And a small group, eight to nine, ten people, and the congreg- small congregation meeting launched what today is a 15,000, 16,000-member church. They stayed true to their cause. They just wanted to change the lives of average people and show them that you could be a Christian and not be an idiot. But they also showed them that Christians are all hypocrites because we all screwed up. So you're not going to get it right even with your golden circle. You're going to be in balance, but you're going to be out of balance too. That's just going to happen. you you got to deal, deal with it. But if you consistently look for your why and you articulate your why, then the sky's the limit on where you can go. Tomorrow we start in Chapter 3, Leaders Need a Following. Man, this is going to be good. Got a little pain coming in my leg, so we're going to stop this a little short, and I'm going to call the doctor and see if he can tell me if i got to have surgery or not. But, folks, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Beachside CEO, heard around the world on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive powered radio.